presents how to hashtag keep going with Mary Tautimus conversations with extraordinary leaders who have overcome seemingly impossible odds to build successful businesses lives and communities here's Mary Tautimus hi it's Mary and this episode means a lot to me I'm joined by my Forbes Books producer and co-host, Joe Partavilla for a conversation with Tony Robbins. How are you, Joe? I'm excellent, Mary, and thank you for letting me be a part of this one because I know we've been talking about Tony Robbins for a long time. And the one thing I feel, it's on me, I never asked, like, why Tony Robbins? Why was Tony Robbins so important to you? So do you mind sharing that with me? Yeah, I'd love to. So I discovered Tony Robbins in 2008 when I was at an all-time low. I had lost my house. We had no vehicles. We had three kids, and we were just barely scraping by. And one day, I even told my husband, you know, I just want to go to sleep, and I don't want to wake up. Like, I'm just so exhausted from the hustle and the grind. And around that same time, could have been that night, could have been within a couple of weeks, I was watching an infomercial in the middle of the night with Tony Robbins. And he was saying everything that I needed to hear to sort of give me hope. And so I went ahead, bought the CDs, started listening, started doing the things that he said reluctantly, because I was like, ah, will this really work? But it really started to transform and change my life. Wow. And so how, how at that point, when you, you flipped on the TV at like two o'clock in the morning and saw Tony Robbins, how familiar were you with him? Because he's one of these guys. I mean, if you're over 20 years old, Tony Robbins has touch your life in some, how, in some mm-hmm. shape or form, whether it's been in you know the movie Shallow Hal or as many appearances on TV shows or on social media. But at that point in your life, that late night TV watching, you probably had like a bag of Cheetos with you or something. Did you know who Tony Robbins was? I didn't. I didn't know who he was. But I think that what was so appealing was that he was talking with or showcasing people that were just like me that had nothing or were just completely down and out and and showed how they could get to this life and was using language i'm like i can i can do that like i could actually do that so i had no idea who he was wow and you really showed your age there by saying you ordered the cds uh (laughs) (laughs) can you like talk me through that like when you get the cds in the mail like What's the process? Because for folks not familiar, we used to put audio on these little discs that were kind of shiny and then you used to put them in a, in a machine. <laughs> but was it like you would wake up in the morning, pop in the CD or in your car? Like, I'd love to know like what your relationship, how your relationship started with him in that. Yeah. So I would go across the street. There was a park across the street and I would listen to the CDs and I was just walking. I was just walking and listening. And then I started running because I had more energy and I just kept listening to the same CDs over and over again because it was just like a glimmer of hope. And so what where he starts with is gratitude. And I was like, well, what do I have to be grateful for? Like, I, like, I, I got nothing. nothing. Tony, I got nothing. I got nothing to be grateful for. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so you're struggling trying to find what you're grateful for. Do you remember what it was that one thing you were like, was it something as simple as like just my family or my health? What, what was your first like moment of gratitude? What I realized was that I was born in the United States. I speak English. I have internet. I had a computer. I had clothes still from my former job that I could go interview in. 
I had three beautiful children. I had a husband who was completely supportive of my journey and and all this and I had a beautiful apartment still even though I felt like I had nothing even though I didn't have a car and I was taking public transit I still had a beautiful home to live in and we were safe and my kids went to you know like there when you really looked around there was so much to be grateful for mm -hmm. and I just was focused on the wrong things and that's one thing that Tony teaches is where focus goes energy flows and so when you start focusing on gratitude what happens is is all the possibilities start to open up. You cannot be creative about what's possible when you're obsessed with what's not working. Hmm. You have to get grateful first. It literally changes the chemistry in your body and in your brain to be able to come up with solutions for why you're stuck and how you might get out of it. Wow, that's really cool. And you know, I've joked with you in the past about your love of Tony Robbins and all these mm -hmm. events, and that was sort of how you fell down the Tony Robbins rabbit hole, right? That's when you started going to his classes and seminars, right? Well, I, I didn't have the opportunity to go to an event for another eight years. So I didn't even know he had events at that time. And then fast forward eight years, and I was moved into the position of CEO or co-CEO in our family business. And I was like, and the first thing I said is, okay, I am, I need education. And so that's when I learned about Tony Robbins business mastery course. So we went to his business mastery course, which is five days, 14 hours a day. It's just insane, but it was the best education that I could have received at wow. the time. And then that just spurred off, you know, then I went to UPW and then I went to date with destiny. He has a handful of events that are life-changing and this is going to sound like i'm totally drinking the kool-aid but i want to go back because i'm at such a different place in my life that i'd love to receive that content again wow. from this place uh, versus where i was before and you know I, I do tease you about your love of tony robbins and i can't wait to get him on here so you could so you can gush all over <laughs> to <spread laughs> and i will the, yeah and you will <laughs> sure. uh but what does Tony Robbins mean to you? I mean, before we get him, before I don't want maybe he might feel uncomfortable if we get him on and you're saying this, but what what is in in essence? To, I mean, I understand like how fortunate you are, you know, with your family, your businesses, uh, husband, kids, everything you got going for you. But what does Tony Robbins mean to you right now? He is my hero, and I feel emotional just saying that. He he really gave me perspective that changed my life. And when people are like, oh, does, does that stuff really work? You know, people ask such funny questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I went from, you know, having nothing to having a dream life. And of course, there's years and years of effort that go into that. But I would say that he is the most influential person. Mm -hmm. And his practices and things that I learned from him are the most influential things in my personal life, in my business. And now with his new book in health, I can't wait to to start to really implement the things that he's talking about in this new book that he wrote. Awesome. The title of it is Life Force, How New Breakthroughs in Precision Medicine Can Transform the Quality of Your Life and Those You Love. Let's not wait any further. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Hi, Tony. Hi, Mary. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So Tony, let's start with this the book cover. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but man, that's a hell of a cover. That's not a Zoom background, right? You you took that somewhere, maybe like some palatial estate or beach or something? <laughs> it's my backyard, honestly. That's your backyard. Wow. Yes. So there wasn't a big budget photo shoot for the cover? <laughs> no, they just, it's a beautiful spot here on the ocean. So we just took a picture. So wasn't that complex. Very nice. And Mary just finished the book. And Mary, I know you have a lot of questions. So if you want to dig in, go for it. Yes. Oh, I didn't get to finish it, but I got pretty far through it. And where I'd really like to start is with gratitude, Tony, for you and everything that you've done in your four and a half decades of leadership. 
You've had such Thank a significant you. impact on the lives of so many, mine included, and especially. I'm happy to hear that. So we're obviously here to talk about your new book, Life Force, which is so incredibly jam-packed with value. As usual, you deliver more value than anybody else could ever do. And you break the book into three parts and you provide seven clear steps to learn and then implement this new information in our lives. And in it, you address the six killers, which are cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, diabetes, COPD, stroke. And what you say is that we need to take over as the CEO of our health by taking a proactive precision approach to care instead of settling for reactive sick care. What do you mean by that? And why isn't going to the doc for an annual checkup enough through traditional medicine? First of all, thanks for having me on and thanks for the compliments. I appreciate it very much. I've been obsessed my whole life for finding what are the cutting edge tools to take people's quality of life to the next level. And going to see your doctor is a beautiful thing, but if you're doing a traditional physical, it's basically the same thing as 80 years ago, right? You're going in and they're gonna test your, listen to your heart, check out your ears, the back of your throat, maybe do a few blood tests, but there's been a revolution in medicine and precision medicine and regenerative medicine that is extraordinary. So none of this book is my opinion, and it's not only on those top killers, it's really how do you live a life of extraordinary energy and strength and vitality? I've had the privilege of working with some of the greatest of all time athletes, many of them, and just like myself, their whole focus is not just longevity, it's really how do I have an incredible life right now? And how this came about, so you know, is again, I'm always interested in all these results. I spent about 10 years after 2008 obsessing on helping people financially because I was so upset with the abuse that happened at that time. Mm -hmm. And the way I did it, though, was I interviewed 50 of the smartest financial people in the world, all self-made billionaires, all started with nothing, the Ray Dalios, the Carl Icons, the Warren Buffetts. But I wanted to do that here with regenerative medicine. And it wasn't just because I was interested. It's because I had a, what was considered to be a life-ending, or not life-ending, but career-ending injury. I was being an idiot, like I was 14, <laughs> chasing a, a young friend of mine down the mountainside on a snowboard, and he's a pro. He could do things I couldn't do. And I had the most intense accident. I, I thought I broke my neck. Fortunately, all I did was fortunately, but it was painful, was tear my rotator cuff severely. So on a zero to 10, it was nine, nine nerve pain. Like you know, you, I couldn't sleep more than an hour a night for a couple nights in a row. So of course I did whatever it does. I went to a variety of doctors to get multiple opinions. And all I got was surgery, surgery, surgery. And when I said, well, what's the prognosis? Will I be able, what will I be able to do? Well, you may not be able to lift your shoulder. I have to warn you in advance above you know, your arm above your shoulder level and, you know, you could tear again and, you know, recovery is four to six months. And I was like, I, I'm on stage for four to seven days with 12 to 15,000 people. That sounds like you've been to an event. So you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about going with all this intensity. I can't do the with one arm. And I'd heard about stem cells and, you know, I asked each of these doctors about it. They all said, no, they won't do anything. But, you know, some of the greatest athletes of all time that I get a chance to work with, some of them had, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, the greatest soccer player of all time, told me how he was transformed. He was able to heal in a few weeks instead of a few months. And so I've had multiple people tell me that. So I reached out to a friend of mine who's also a partner in business and also my, one of my co-authors on this, and that's Dr. Peter Diamandis. And, you know, he's, he's a rocket scientist and MD from Harvard. And he said, Tony, you need to talk to the best guy in the world in this, kind of one of the fathers of stem cells, Dr. Bob Harari, who's a neuroscientist, but also did the original studies on him almost 38 years ago. And he explained to me that at my stage of life, your stem cells drop off the cliff. So if you go do them locally and use your own body, you're probably, you know, okay for an elbow or maybe a knee or an ankle, but not for an entire shoulder. And also what I left out is the last you know, MD that I sat down with 
was really warm to me. But then he says to me, now, even though I love who you are and what you do, it turned out he'd been to my events. I didn't go to him for that reason. He said, you changed my life. But now I got to be straight with you. And he looks me mm. in the face and says, life as you know it is over. I said, excuse me? And he said, let me show you your spine. You have extreme spinal stenosis and I have massive pain for more than 14 years. But he said, one more hit. He said, no more jumping, no more running, certainly no more snowboarding. He said, one good hit. He said, you could literally not be able to walk again. And I mean, you know, if you're ready for a punch in the gut, you can kind of handle it. Like, I'll be honest with you, I'm a pretty strong person, but it took me a few hours to get my head back together because mm -hmm. it's like your whole life's over. And then, yeah. you know, what kicked in is my normal gear, which is there is a solution. There's got to be a better solution. And so that's what led me to Bob. And then Bob told me, you need stem cells that are four days old. And I said, I don't want fetal tissue. I wouldn't do that in a million years. He goes, no, 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 no. He said, I'm talking about brand new stem cells. When a baby's born, most people throw away the cord and the placenta and it is filled. That's why the baby grows with some of the most incredible growth hormones and most importantly, stem cells. And uh, you've got it. You've got to try this. So he told me where to go. I did three days of just IVs for 20 minutes a day. Uh, I took three injections. The first day, I just felt tired. The second day, I had a cytokine response, kind of freezing, shaking. And I knew what it was, so I wasn't scared. I went to sleep that night, and this is what happened. I wake up the next day. Not only was there no pain in my shoulder, zero pain, but I stood up for the first time without pain in my spine in 14 years. So it turned me into an evangelist. I want to learn everything about stem cells. But that led to understanding it's not just stem cells. The same technology that has transformed our lives, you know, where technology is doubling in its power about every 18 months and having in its cost is now happening with health because we're all code. And so I started getting exposed to these things. And then I got invited by the Vatican, the, believe it or not, the Pope, every two years has the largest regenerative health conference, stem cell conference in the world. He brings in doctors from all over the earth. And they asked me if I'd be the cleanup speaker and I'm no idiot. So I said, yes, but I want to attend the whole thing. And so I met all these brilliant scientists and doctors from around the world. I met their patients. I met 11 year old boy supposed to die at four, like 6% chance of living, no possible solution. And they use stem cells from his newborn sister and he's alive today. And I met, uh, you know, people mm -hmm. that were sent home to die that said, we just can't treat you anymore. You're terminal. And then they went and got CAR T cells, which you probably have heard about because the last couple of days they just came out in nature that the first time they're talking about, you don't hear cancer people talk, doctors talk about a cure, but they're talking about a cure for these types of leukemias where they use this. And then, you know, and then I met, uh, you know, Jack Nicholas, the greatest golfer of all time and developed a friendship with him. And he started telling me about how he was literally, they wanted to fuse his spine, which doesn't work at least 50% of the time. And thank God he didn't do it. He did stem cells and now he's 82 years old. He couldn't stand for 10 minutes without pain, he told me. And now he's 82 years old playing golf and tennis again. So that made me say, I wanna take all of this and I wanna do like I did with finance. I wanna bring to people these best tools, both mm -hmm. what you can do to feel more energy and strength and vitality right now, the things that can perhaps expand your health span, your longevity, but also how long you have that and the things you can do alternatives when you're dealing with things like cancer and heart disease and so forth. And, and what I came across guys was just mind boggling. I mean, I'm sure you know about CRISPR and gene editing, but we are literally curing diseases right now that have been untreatable. Uh, there's a young man that was on um, America's Got Talent who couldn't see and now he can see. He's had gene therapy and he can see for the first time. Stem cells, you know, curing injuries for people in days instead of weeks or months. You know, uh, there's a company that right now is in phase three, you know, approvals in the FDA, and you probably know phase one is safety, phase two is efficacy, phase three is efficacy at scale. And if you make it through phase three, you get approved. 
Well, they're in the final phases. They think they're going to prove the end of this year, beginning next year. And here's what they have, a cure for osteoarthritis, which sounds absurd. But what they have is a single injection that stimulates something called the Wnt pathway. After you're born and your fetal tissue is gone, everything you call you comes from stem cells, but they're set up by this signaling pathway. It says, make this many brain cells, make this many heart cells. And as we get older, it gets dysregulated. They found a way to stimulate it and it's pretty extraordinary. I mean, I've seen guys that had the injection. They, have, they literally regrow their tendons in 11 months. They have no, wow. really no pain, but this comes off your epigenome. You remember Dolly the sheep and you know the cloning that was done. How do you take an old sheep and get a brand new one? Well, the epigenome, the, the master plan, so to speak, is fresh. So you get like 16 year old tendons, even if you're 50, 60 or 70 years old. Um, there's a, a new test that all of your listeners should know about because heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women. And one of my partners calls me up one day and he says, Tony, we have, and this is a gentleman that owns 12 hospitals. He just sold most of them. He's only the last ones now because he wants to be nothing but precision medicine. He wants to prevent or he wants to turn people around with regenerative medicine. And so he's, a, he's an understated guy. He never overstates. And he calls me and says, Tony, it's one of the biggest breakthroughs I've seen in cardiology in 10 years. I said, what is it? He said, well, if you've ever had a CT scan, they're looking to see how much calcium buildup is in, you know, your arteries. And he said, you know, the challenge is it's extremely hard to read, even for a well-qualified doctor. He said, it's very gray. It's very difficult. There's a lot of times you get mis, you know, diagnosed and they don't know the difference between hard calcification, which means it's healthy, you're healed and something that's soft that can break off and be what they call the widow maker, give you either a stroke or, you know, give you a heart attack. Mm -hmm. He said, but there's this brand new tool. It's called a CCTA. That's a clearly is the name of the company. And he said, we got the first run at it. You've got to come test it. They use an AI that literally digitally opens up all your arteries, searches through them and can measure, is this hardened calcification or is this still something that's soft that can break off? And they can predict a heart attack five years in advance and tell you what to do to avoid it. So I'll give you an example. I, I, I said, I'm in, I'm, you know, I, I want to find this out. I'll come in three days. Meanwhile, my father-in-law is with me. And just to give you an impact of this, because a lot of people don't want to know the details of what's going in the body. You got to know, and the technology today is so different than going for a typical physical. So I, my 80-year-old father-in-law, who I love dearly, and I've noticed the last three years, this is a guy that was self-made. You know, he was in the lumber business, really physically strong, well-built guy. But you know, everybody around you turning 80 says, get your affairs together. You only have so much time left. And I could just see him losing the sense of life. And I said, listen, I'm gonna go do this test. I told him what it was. And I said, listen, we're both at a stage of life where we're obviously gonna have some of this soft calcification that can break off, but they'll show us where it is precisely and they'll show us exactly what to do. He goes, okay, I'm in. So we fly to the location, it's called Fountain Life, a place we have. And the doctor goes through and my lumberjack father-in-law is crystal clean. I mean, everything in him is fully calcified. So he has no problem whatsoever. His entire mindset changed. And then while we're down there, there's all these different techniques I describe in the book. And one of them has to do with, if you've had an injury, you do this for a lot of the greatest athletes in the world who thought their careers are over. I had this done to my ankle. I'm jumping around like a crazy person on stage about 15 years ago. You know, I, I not only torqued it, but I did something to the nerves in my ankle so that if someone even massaged me and said, don't touch the ankle because it sends up this like electric charge in my body of pain. And so I go in and all they do is they do an ultrasound. They see where the connective tissue is no longer letting you to have fluid go through or full oxygenization or if a nerve's trapped. And then they put in amniofluid, same thing you were born with to help heal it and open it. Whole thing takes about 15 minutes. My ankle's been perfect for two years since I did it. 
well, my father-in-law couldn't walk properly. And what part makes you feel old is like you're in pain all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So every step cost him pain. So it took 25 minutes and his hips perfect. He's able to walk perfectly. So we get on the plane. This gives you a sense of what it means. My father-in-law sitting across me and he goes, you know, Tony, a lot of people talking about living 110, 120. I don't know about that stuff. But he said, you know, my heart's perfect. I can walk perfect. He goes, I could live another 20 years. You've only been married to my daughter for 22 years. He goes, that's like another lifetime, you know? Mm -hmm. So people's lives can be radically changed. One more and then answer any question you want, but I just want to plant some seeds in your listeners. There's mm -hmm. a Harvard geneticist you may have heard of, Dr. David Sinclair. He's probably the best, strongest longevity expert in the world. He's 53 in his chronological age, but he's 33 in his biological age. And you see and feel him when you meet of this nature. And he has developed some tools that are extraordinary that not only help your body increase its energy, but to help your body what it does naturally when it's younger, which is to clean up your DNA. Meaning as time goes by, we accumulate from radiation, from you know things in the environment, from our lifestyle, a breakdown of our DNA. And he has discovered what it is that makes that breakdown. And he's made the shift is if you met his 80 year old father who 10 years ago could barely walk and seemed to have cognitive problems, he's completely turned around. He outlifts his son at 80 years old in the gym to give you perspective. And I met, you know, I met a man that was 60 years old and he stopped playing world-class chess because, you know, he had cognitive challenges, but the brain needs energy. And most people know that in every cell of your body, you've got these mitochondria, these energy centers in your body, but they need certain core materials to maximize. And around 50 years old, those materials drop off by 50%, but supplemented, all of a sudden you see these incredible changes in people. Now, I, I've started doing the same thing since I started interviewing about 10 months ago. I'm 62 in a few days, but I'm 51 chronologically. And my goal is to get it into the 40s if I can. Hmm. So I read the data that you are 62 going on 51, chronolo or you know, the chronological to the biological age. And I was really excited to to hear and read that because A, I'd like you to live forever because I think I'm <laughs> the biggest kind of fan. <laughs> because of this work that you're doing in the world. I mean, what I really want people to understand is what a phenomenal aggregator of experts you are and how you're able to take that information. So you've done that, you know, for me in my own life, like on a life side and then on a business side, and now you're taking it into the health arena. And what people need to understand is that you're so phenomenal at just this research and then execution and impl implementation in your own life and gathering all of the best experts for the rest of us. But you have this art of being able to communicate things at a level that sort of the rest of us, I'm using air quotes, but the rest of us can really truly understand and digest and, and really make real and lasting change in our lives. So I'm really grateful that you're doing this now on the health side. And what it felt like as I was reading the book is you're changing healthcare, but you're like not even talking about the existing system. You're just coming at it from this whole new approach with asking these amazing questions and to read what you wrote in the book about David Sinclair, who talks about aging as a disease and how we don't have to accept that. It's just mind boggling. Like I need to come back and, and reread everything. Um, but my, my question is, is that you, you always give so much incredible information. One of the things that you say is that information is not power. Action is power. So what are some of the reasons that people are going to learn this information? They're going to read this book. They're going to be inspired. They're going to be like, wait, I don't have to accept aging. I'm learning about mitochondrial DNA or what I can do to you know, influence. One of the th things you say in the book is your DNA is not your destiny. 
if th that's so inspiring, what's going to keep people from taking this phenomenal information and like, let's say I start to take action. I just do a couple of things, but then I kind of end up back into my rut. What is it that keeps people stuck and not taking really powerful steps like this to improve their life? Well, first of all, thank you for the compliments, but you give me a little too much credit. I'm not doing anything to medicine. All I'm doing is being a good reporter, but I am seeking out the best in the world. You know, like I learned from my original teacher, Jim Rohn, that success leaves clues, that if you want to be successful in anything, you don't study the people that are average, you study the best on earth, and you discover instead of saying, aren't they geniuses, they are geniuses, but they really just are discovering patterns other people don't know. You know, if you learn anything, you learn a pattern. It's no longer chaos. And if you learn to use those patterns, you have a certain amount of power. And if you learn to play other people's patterns enough, you learn to create your own patterns. And so I'm a big believer that the, most people don't take action because things are too complex. So you're right. I look at complexity as the enemy of execution. And knowledge is not power. Execution is power. It trumps knowledge every day of the week. So my obsession is how do you make it simple? Uh, the answer to your question is like, what will prevent people? Most people will not even read a book. Most people don't read. Uh, some people buy a book and they put it on the shelf because it makes them feel good. But I think that the, the biggest challenge for people is fear. It's uncertainty. And the, the solution to fear, of course, is action, but it's also education that'll get you to act. And that's what I've tried to do here. I've tried to take away the fear that so many people have and really show them in simple terms what's possible to change. And when you go through this book, people use it in different ways. You know, I, I wrote this book because I get a phone call at least once every seven to 10 days, maybe once every two weeks. It varies, obviously, two, three times a month from somebody who has cancer, somebody whose parents, you know, mm. has Alzheimer's, somebody who just had a stroke. And it's like, you know, I'm at a stage of life and I know enough people that it's constant. And so I, I just, most of us, you know, we live in divided times in this country, right? And there's a lot of political sides, but I think what we all have in common is we want the best for those we love and for ourselves. That's universal. And all of us are going to face some form of challenge or disease in our life or within ourselves or within someone else. And wouldn't it be nice to have the very best information so they can make their own choices? I'm not telling people what to do here. I'm just saying, here are the best in the world. Read it for yourself. Decide. And if you want it, now you got access. My billionaire friends know all these people, but the average person doesn't. And I wanted to make this available to everybody. That's the purpose here. And what gets people stuck in anything besides fear is just their old habits, as you said. And so one of the things that's really important to do that I train people to do is, even my children, I've taught them this, don't ever leave the site of learning something that's valuable or setting a goal or making a decision without doing something in that moment that commits you to follow through. So for example, when I did Money Master the Game, I wrote this 670 page book, right? I was explaining I'm writing 250 pages. Uh, but you know, it was number, number, number one New York Times bestseller because it took something so complex and made it simple and made it available. But when I was all done, I was like, oh my God, I've committed two and a half years of my life to this. I want people to have this so bad. I'm donating all the money. I'm not even making any money from this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my only outcome is that they really change their life in this area. And so one of the things I finally decided to do is like some people are gonna need their hand held. So some people just do it on their own, but I know some people do. So that's why in that book, I went out to 10 fiduciaries, because as you probably know in the financial area, you know, most people are not fiduciaries. Fiduciaries are legally responsible to put your needs ahead of their own. That is not true of 95% of all people in the financial business. They may call themselves fiduciary, but they're not. They're duly registered. They can change their hat and be a broker in a moment. Nothing wrong with a broker, but they're going to sell you what benefits the house, not necessarily you. And so I brought 10 of them in. 
and I paid a half a million dollars to create a computer program where you could put all your content in and boom, it pulls out and says, here's what your real returns are after fees. Here's where you return. So I did all that. And then I found that nine of the 10 were duly registered in spite of what they said. So I wrote another book, Unshakable, number one New York Times bestseller, and I made it smaller and easier. And I decided to, to pass them on to somebody I could really count on, which was a company called Creative Planning. And they were the number one rated private, you know, individual consulting group of their, in the financial business. And so I watched them grow and I helped them to grow. And so in this book, I give people all the tools. And at the end, I say, you know, now you know the answers. This is a guidebook. Somebody's in trouble, you know where to go. You know where to get the answers. But also at the very end of the book, I've shown you how to really manage your emotions and your mind, because if you don't do that, all this health doesn't matter. You're not gonna have a happy life. But I say, you know, go through and I give them like this 10 steps. And part of that is saying, okay, you don't need to do all this. What are three to five things that you wanna do now that will immediately change the quality of your life? So one of those might be, for example, you know, doing these diagnostic tests. You know, for example, people are scared to death of cancer, right? But you know, the one common denominator, and if you've read part of the book, so you know, is all these heroes and their stories I tell, mm -hmm. they're heroes because they lost someone they love. Mm -hmm. In other words, they lost a husband or a wife or a child or someone close to them. And it pushed them to not accept the standard of care and pushed them for 10 or 20, in some cases, 30 years to come up with solutions that are now being accepted within the scientific community as the breakthroughs. And those driving forces are also in the cancer area. So there's a gentleman who lost his wife to cancer. He worked for Google and it was brutal. Two years losing his wife. You can only imagine what this poor man went through. And he just decided the greatest way to honor her was to solve this. And the problem with most cancers is we find out too late, meaning there's mammograms, there's colonoscopies and so forth. But most of the cancers that kill us are the ones we have no tests for because the Cancer Society did a study with 100,000 people had cancer, and they found, this is their general numbers, if you find out at stage three or four, you have an 80% chance of dying. I prefer the 20% chance of living and figuring out what they did, but the larger point is, it's really hard to turn around. If you do it at stage one or two, you have between 80 and 99.9% .9 chance of survival. So the idea is catch it sooner. So what he did in honor of his wife, he went all out, spent huge sums of money, built a gigantic team and raised the money from Google and built this test called Grail. And everyone should know about it. It's a blood test. It's super inexpensive. And it can literally find 50 cancers in your body before you even have symptoms. So we had a man, mm -hmm. you know, we have these centers called Fountain Life that I have with my partners. We have across the United States and Abu Dhabi and so forth. And so we had a man come in, for example, and his wife said, I want you to do this quality of testing. And he's like, I already went to my doctor and I already did my blood and I did my urinalysis. And sure enough, we did the grail test with him. And guess what we find out immediately, he's got bladder cancer, but it's hmm. super small. So it's a 20 minute outpatient process and he doesn't have cancer versus if he would have found out later, he might die or he'd have to have a much more severe intervention that might affect his ability to urinate or have a quality of life. And so, we, you know, I tell people ignorance is not bliss. I used to be one of those people, I don't wanna know this. I don't wanna get in that system. Well, that was the old days when the system was so imprecise. Now between like a CCTA test, you know, the heart test, a cancer test, I'll tell you another one people gotta do. It's one we all know about, hormones. Mm -hmm. Listen, women are more associated to hormones because of menopause, but they think of, you know, uh, hormone replacement therapy, HRT. Well, the problem is by the time you're doing hormone replacement therapy, your body has really gone to in a different direction, even men. Uh, you know, what you really want to do, I'll give an example. We had a man come in 
36 pounds overweight, works out like a banshee, can't lose weight, very frustrated, lost all of his drive for intimacy, lost his drive in business. You know, his wife is really frustrated with him. And we go in and, and we say, well, have you looked at your hormones? He goes, yes, we did my blood test. My hormones are fine. So, well, do you mind if we test them? We test his hormones. His testosterone was 210. Now, most men need seven to 900 to feel human. Hmm. And as men age very often, especially in the world we're in today, where there's chemicals and things, it drops off the chart. Well, you know, your doctor might not tell you to, to replace that till you're at 150, 175. But meanwhile, the quality of your life has gone to hell. So all we did was give him small amount of hormone, gently get him up to this normal level. He lost the weight in less than three and a half months. He's got his drive back. He's got his life back. So, and I'll tell you one more test, metals. I've had this experience. I'm a biohacker. I get on stage, like I said, I, you know, I burn. Literally, I've had this group that works with Tom Brady and a bunch of, of the top Olympians in the world. They followed me for three years. They put this device on me that it's like $70,000. It measures everything. They did my blood. They did my saliva throughout the day. Bottom line, find out I burn 11,300 calories in a day on stage. It sounds impossible, but I do. It's like two marathons. I jump a thousand times. So they went through all these pieces. But one of the things that took me down was suddenly about when I was 53, I started being on stage. I never have any notes. I'm going 12 hours a day because I'm in the audience. I'm feeling, I'm changing things. And I found myself going, oh my God, why was I telling that story? And then, oh my God, what was my point? I've never had that in my life. And I was like, this can't be dementia. I'm 53 years old. But what happened is eventually when I was going through the problems that I had with my shoulder, we did some blood tests and found out that I had massive mercury. Mercury is just one of the metals that people pick up today. And in my case, it was extreme. I was having, it was on a zero to five scale, five is really concerning. I was 123. It was the most they'd ever measured in the state of New York. I live in Florida. They passed the information on here. The health department came out and interviewed my staff because they thought maybe my wife was trying to kill me because I have a large life insurance policy. And of course she was not. But what they found out is they can measure it. It was from fish. So I've been so disciplined. I was, you know, a vegan for 12 years. And then I started, you know, just having fish, but I'd have swordfish and tuna and salad multiple times a day. That was my standard meal, just really clean, really efficient. What I didn't know is swordfish and tuna are 75 year old fish. They eat the smaller fish and we've polluted our water so much. They fill up with mercury. And then I don't methylate well, just my own DNA. So as a result, I literally was losing my memories and I was exhausted because it interrupts your ATP. So. I, being able to detox that has taken me years to get it done. I no longer lose the memories or anything of that nature, thank God. But the point is, you've got to know, because about one out of the three people I send to go do this test will come back with cadmium, or they'll come back with lead, or they come back with aluminum, which affects the brain, or they come back with mercury, and you want to catch it when it's small. So one thing you want to do is figure out where you are. What do you really want from your life? Do you want more energy? Do you want more strength? Do you want to live longer? What do you want? And then where are you? And then what are the best tools to take you from where you are to where you want to go? And then if you have a real issue, then we want to look at what are all your alternatives are from the very best in regenerative medicine. Mm -hmm. Tony, does, does a guy like you suffer from imposter syndrome because of the fact that you wrote this book about medicine and you have all these scientists involved? Did you ever be like, should I write this? Or maybe I should let one of my friends do this. Did, you, did that thought ever cross your mind? No, I mean, this whole imposter syndrome, it's such bullshit. It's, it's just fear. Everybody's afraid. Everybody's afraid they're not enough at certain times in their life. I'm not young enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not something enough. It's just this new cultural piece that people have. And now it's a thing. It's not a thing. Fear is something you can manage because you can just get through it, right? You just take action in spite of it and fear will disappear. 
But for me, I'm conscious of doing the right thing, of course, but I learned years ago how to really, you know, go through find I get access to the very best people. I love to learn. I love to apply it to my own life. And then I love to share with people. But in this case, knowing it was this, like when I wrote my financial books, there's not one word that's in my financial books. It's my opinion. The emotional part is, and I marked that out, but you're learning from the greatest financial people on earth. Same thing here. You're learning from 150 Nobel laureates, uh, you know, the best doctors that are in regenerative medicine, the best scientists that are there. None of it's my opinion. So why should I care? All I'm doing is being a great reporter. But I did take on the journey to extraordinary MDs, you know, Dr. Bob Harari, who's, you know, one of the greatest regenerative medicine experts in the world. And one of the first people, he was the first person 38 years ago to take rats, old rats, and give them young rats blood. And you probably remember the studies because the young rats, their hair turned black, their muscles got stronger, they got younger. And they took the old rats blood and put in the young rats and they got older. And that started the whole Silicon Valley thing of young blood, but it really led to understanding stem cells. So it was a genius. And then Peter Diamandis is both an MD and a rocket scientist and really brilliant in the tech area. So I brought them on this journey with me to make sure that I could screen everything well, not just through my awareness or consciousness, but through their capacity as well. So my whole thing is just, why would you live your life constantly worried about what other people think? That's what people do today. That's why people are so miserable. And because they worry about what people think, it just encourages other people to tell you what you think. I think individuals, when it comes to your body, or your emotions, or your children, or your connection with God, I suggest anyone around you can be a good coach, but they shouldn't be your commander. You need to make those decisions, because if you're wrong, you gotta pay the price, and you'll remember and you'll learn. Otherwise, you'll blame somebody else for it. So I look at life and say, who's the best? What do they know? What can I learn from them? And then I give people all kinds of alternatives. I don't just give you one approach to any of these things, as you'll see when you go in the book. I give you all these approaches, and you can say, wow, that, makes sense to me. That's what I really want to go for to take things to the next level. Hmm. Mary, in case you missed it, uh, that's uh, imposter uh, syndrome is bullshit. I don't know if you missed it from I Tony's. love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm just like, make sure I did write that down. You got that? Okay, cool. It's just fear. It's yeah. just fear. It's it just fear, but we've made it into a thing. And once it's a thing, you can't manage it. If you just say, I'm a little scared that I'm not enough in this area. Well, okay, what are we going to do so you are enough? Or what are we going to do so you get the job done anyway? You don't, where's this whole thing that you got to be perfect? This stupidity that's now part of our culture either makes people exaggerate who they are, and then they, you know, they're worried people are going to discover who they are, or it turns around and puts them in a place where they don't do anything. You know, Anthony Hopkins is a good friend of mine, Tony Hopkins, as I know him, and he was one of the greatest actors of all time. And when I first met him, I was completely blown away what a different person he was than the persona in interviews and so forth. He's one of the most gregarious, playful, loving human beings you could ever remember, but in acting, he would say, well, this is what acting is, and he seemed a certain way, and then he told me, you know, I have this imposter syndrome, and, you know, this is a guy that memorizes the entire script, so a lot of people show up, you know, I've been in several movies, they show up, they're not even prepared, they don't even know the script, but you do it so many times, they count on learning it that way. He remembers everybody else's lines, that's how obsessed he is, he's one of the greatest actors of his generation, but he just got this thing in his head, and what is it? It's just fear. But when it's fear, you can handle it. When it's imposter syndrome, now you got a thing, you got a disease, you got a challenge, and people mm. brag about it now. Quit that bullshit. Move on. Yeah, you know, you said um, 
I circled like all of this, like there's so much in this book. And I like how you kind of broke it down to three things. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? Kind of how do you close that gap? And I have to share with you. So I just wrote a book, Joe and I've been talking about it for a while. It's called hashtag keep going. And it's my story of going from a 15 year old teenage mom to a successful entrepreneur and CEO, which you have Whoa. so much to do with that entire um, journey starting back in 2008. And so many people feel they're like, Mary, I want to read a book because they ask, you know, what's the process for that? And it's, and I tell them, it's just constant learning, constant learning. And there are things That's that right. I read in Money Master the Game or an event that I attended or, you know, a CD that I listened to 10 or 15 years ago that it just now makes sense. Like, yes. so just take all of this in. And so many people, they get frozen talking about fear. They won't read this all the way through because they just want to take it one bit at a time. And then until I can do this and I want to take the perfect notes and it's like, no, just get it in, plant the seeds for what's possible. And then yes. like you said, just pick the, you know, what are the steps? What are the next three things I could focus on to take action? Here's what a lot of people do. And I used to make this mistake all the time. I beat myself up. I'd go learn something and then I'd be so excited to go and do squat, you know, and then later on, cause I, what happens is you get in a certain state when you're learning or you're excited about something or you make a decision, but then you go home and you got 8 million, you know, texts and golly knows how much social media and you know, every emails and all that's coming at you and you get knocked out of state. So it's not that you're not committed. It's not that you're not smart. It's just what I have people do, and I've always, I taught my children to this. In that moment, make a phone call and book, book a meeting. Send an email, link in. Just do something that commits you to follow through later on when you're not in state. And that's how you keep momentum going. And it's such a simple thing, but it's a habit that if you develop it, really changes the quality of your life. Which what people can do at the end of this is go to lifeforce.com and yes. there's so many ways to interact and get continued value from what it is that you and Dr. Diamandis and Dr. Harari have created. Is the app available? Like you said, there's an app I read in the book, but I haven't had yes. the time to go look at it. Yeah, you can download the app because like if you wanted uh, somebody's tests and you're not near one of our centers, you know, we don't want people to be dependent upon us, but we want to embody them or support them, I should say. So even your doctor can take it and he can order, for example, a CCTA test and we'll figure out where it can be done for you locally so that you can get the benefits of these things. So yeah, there, there's an app you can download or you can just go to lifeforce.com and there's two different companies there. One does uh, peptides and it does things on hormones and the other is the one does diagnostics and so forth. And they're both there and you, if there's something that's valuable for you, you want that's there. There's something else that's really valuable I want people to know that's coming because this book is showing you what you have right now that's available and some things are extraordinary and then what's coming in the next 12 to 36 months, not 10 years, like right away. And, you know, when it comes to energy, I, I'd love to give you a two second lesson without being complex. Remember I said earlier, you know, our mitochondria, most people know that's the energy source in your body, right? They make this thing called ATP, kind of the batteries of our body. Mm -hmm. Well, in order for that to happen, there are seven master genes. They're called sirtuins. This is what Dr. David Sinclair figured out. Sirtuins do two completely different things. One is they turn on or off your different genes. So as you said earlier, your genes are not your destiny. Your DNA is not your destiny. Doctors know this now. Most in the field completely agree. It's your epigenome. So think of your genome as being like the piano. The epigenome is the piano player. Well, the epigenome is affected by diet, exercise, being overweight, chemicals in the environment, but it is really driven by these master genes, these sirtuins. And so what happens, interestingly enough, is they turn off the genes. You turn on the right genes, you feel great. Off wrong genes, you're going to age more rapidly. You're going to break down. 
Second thing it does is it reduces inflammation in the body, which is the basis of most breakdowns in the body or disease. And the third thing it does is it fires the power of these mitochondria. It helps them convert food into energy. It's critical for you to feel fully alive. And COVID mm -hmm. robs that from you. It steals some of that energy, right? Literally out of the cell. That's why people have so much fatigue. Well, it also has a secondary kind of competing thing that it does, which I mentioned earlier, which is it goes and cleans up your DNA. So as I said, you know, imagine that you had a mansion and you were lucky enough to have this incredible young staff. And as the years go by, you know, there's problems, they fix it right away. Your mansion's always gorgeous till they get so old and decrepit, they can't keep up and you don't have the materials anymore. Well, the materials that make these sirtuins, these master genes go are called NAD. And NAD needs something to be able to do its job. It's a precursor called NMN. So all you have to remember it's in the book and never mother never is this source of extraordinary energy. And we lose about half of that by the time we're 50. So when we need it most to clean up the accumulated challenges in our DNA from radiation lifestyle, and we need it most for energy, it drops in half. And that's where aging starts to go crazy, but you can supplement it. Now, you know, we, we went and looked at six companies with David and actually tested for NNN in these products that, you know, go from 35 bucks to, I don't know, $120. Not one had NNN in it. And so my first thing with the lab is, are these people just cheats? Most of it comes from China. And they said, no, they could be, but it's more likely it breaks down in 30 to 45 days. And so you got to find the right NMN. And so there are sources, but here's what's really exciting. There's a company called Metro Biotech. It's gathered together about 120 of some of the, many of the doctors that I found in one place. I found it at the end of writing this book and I included it. And like you said, you're always learning, like last minute, I was still finding new things, breakthroughs that were occurring. And they have created a NMN that doesn't break down. It's, it's a crystallized form of NMN. And when you give NMN to a mouse, again, if a mouse is an old mouse, right, uh, they can run one quarter of a kilometer. If it's a young, and I'm talking about mouse 20 months old, like 70 years old person. But a young mouse, strong one, can go four times that, a full kilometer. When they give NMN to these mice, literally, after 14 days, these old mice, like 70-year-old mice, can do two to three kilometers, 200 to 3% more than the strongest mice they have. Well, that sounds interesting, but you go do mice studies really transfer. Well, here's what's fascinating. The, 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 for two years, and this is top secret, but the commander got so excited about a month ago, he talked to somebody in the press in, in Boston, and then about a week ago, they had a version of it in a newspaper over in uh, London as well. They have found the same kind of reaction in the strongest people in our military, meaning they're seeing giant increases in this two-year study in their endurance. These are the people that are already the strongest, but they need to be stronger. They've seen also muscle development from the same level of stimulus that's beyond what they could have imagined. And their cognitive ability went great, went crazy, which when you're exhausted, that's what matters when you're in the special forces. Can you keep your head together? Well. The cool thing about this is now they're doing studies on COVID. They're in phase three trials, both in preventing it and long-term COVID turning around because it's an energy source. Cognition, your brain uses more energy than anything else. This is not a nutraceutical. This is going through the FDA in a parallel process. They think they'll have this out in 18 to 24 months. So imagine just being able to take a simple pill that would supplement the NMN in your body, would make these master genes go clean up your DNA so you stay healthier longer, increase the energy in the mitochondria in your body, and turn on the right or different genes in your body simultaneously. This is one of the greatest breakthroughs. And again, it's coming, say, in less than 24 months. Wow. wow. Incredible. Wow. 
Well, Tony, lastly, uh, you mentioned Jim Rome before, and before, and I know you you, you don't believe in uh, imposter syndrome, but do you ever do like a sliding doors and be like, what if I never met Jim Rome like forty years ago, where my life would be? Do you ever think about that kind of stuff? Because I know you're about going plowing forward and and getting shit done, but do you ever look back and be like, man? Oh, of course I do. I look at my life and I I see. You know, I work my tail off, but lots of people do. I've also had so much grace. You know, there are people you meet along the way that alter your life. And, you know, some people say, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, Tony. I think that's BS. I think they probably would have found somebody else. I'm glad I helped in some way. But when I when I look at the opposite side, I actually look at it and go, what if I met didn't meet Jim Rohn? What if I never had met Peter Goober, who's one of my dearest friends in the world, and just genius? What if I never met Paul Tudor Jones? You know, these men and women in my life that I know that have played such a role in, you know, many of them I was, quote, the coach for, but I wasn't dumb enough to just coach them. I've learned from them. And, you know, I really, I just, I, every day to me, gratitude is the most important thing in life because the two emotions that mess us up are anger and fear. And the beauty about gratitude is when you're grateful, you're not fearful. And when you're grateful, you're not angry. And so I have a process I do every day, a little 10 minute process form of meditation. And it's deep emotional connection to things that I'm grateful for. And part of that is looking back and just saying, what a grace-filled life. I mean, I've had a ticket to history. I've sat down with, you know, worked with almost every, well, every living president and all the past presidents at some stage. I've had the ability to be there with, you know, with Mr. Gorbachev at key moments and Princess Diana with some of the greatest athletes. And I've had this beautiful life of five kids and five grandkids. If I died tomorrow, I could never, ever say, I wish I had another day. Of course, you'd always want more, but I'd have to be nothing but grateful for this life. And I'm grateful I get to continue to serve. And I'm grateful to know all this stuff because I got a 10-month-old daughter now. So, you know, I need to be around 90s and above just to be around when she's 30, you know? So I'm committed. Awesome. Well, we're glad your wife didn't murder you uh, when, uh, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when they thought they were killing you. But uh, Tony, this has been a great chat. Uh, I know Mary uh, has been talking you up for so long, and I'm glad we were able to connect this all together. Uh, Mary, any final words for Tony before we let him go? No, just thank you so much. Really appreciate everything I, I, well, uh, that I appreciate you do. Guys. You guys are wonderful. Hope you guys apply some of the stuff to your own life so you get the benefit for you or for somebody in your family. That's what I wrote it for. Absolutely. Well, I wish you made it less than 700 pages, but you know what? <laughs> Listen, uh, it is what it is, right, Tony? <laughs> Yeah, well, you don't have to read all 700. You can pick the pieces that you want, brother. <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. But, but if you want to know everything about your body, it's a somewhat complex thing. It's worth 700 pages to have that understanding, in my opinion. But awesome. you have to decide for you. But thank you for your time, guys. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much. He is the legendary Tony Robbins and his new book, Life Force, How New Breakthroughs in Precision Medicine Can Transform the Quality of Your Life and Those You Love, is available now wherever books are sold. Mary? Uh, I want you to take a breath here. How you feeling? How 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 how'd that go? Oh, so great! I'm just on cloud nine. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you probably want to go take a nap after that emotional roller coaster. But before we go, are there any takeaways or anything like that that you think you want to share before we wrap things up? I think the biggest takeaway is really just picking three things from the book. I mean, there's going to be so much as people read this and you're going to feel a little overwhelmed. Like, where do I even start? Yeah, I think he got mad at me when I mentioned the fact that it's 700 pages. I hope (laughs) (laughs) hope he's not too ticked off. But but it is, like you said, it's a big book. Yeah, it is. So just, just as you go through it, just try to think of what are the three things I could do now and start there. Awesome. Joe, thanks so much for being a part of this very special episode of How to Hashtag Keep Going. And thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, make sure to take a second to subscribe so you can automatically get my new shows when they drop. Also, if you have a minute, I'd love it if you left us a review so that more folks just like yourself can discover the show. I'll see you next time. This has been 
how to hashtag keep going. To connect with Mary, go to marytautimus.com. M-A-R-I-T-A-U-T-I-M-E-S.com. How to hashtag keep going with Mary Tautimus is a production of Forbes Books.